You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Author Ed Lin stopped by to chat with me in the Talking Taiwan podcasting booth at Passport to Taiwan. This is the first of several live interviews that we recorded at our outdoor on-location podcasting booth. We touched upon a broad range of topics, many that we've covered here in the past on Talking Taiwan. In fact, this gives us a good excuse to share some of our past episodes in the related links section for this episode on our website. On the other hand, my conversation with Ed brought up a few good ideas for future topics and guests that we should have on Talking Taiwan. As Ed and I were talking, you'll hear us talking to some of the people who walked by and stopped by to say hello. Among them were some of our supporters, mutual friends, and a previous Talking Taiwan guest, another Lin, Peter Lin, whose band, the Asian American Jazz Collective, performed at Passport to Taiwan that day. That's the thing about Passport to Taiwan. When you're there, you never know who you'll run into. For those of you in New York City, you can catch Ed Lin performing in Short Stack 2 at the Mayi Theater from June 15th to 18th. We'll include a link to purchase tickets online on the Talking Taiwan website. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988 and its mission is 1. To evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity. 2. To oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality. 3. To fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs. 4. To contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan. 5. To reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NADWA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Without further ado, here's our interview. Ed, welcome back. Yeah, my, my passport has been renewed a number of times. <laughs> That's right. Your passport's always good. So tell me, what have you been up to lately? Well, you know, I'm always working on another installment, uh, the, the Taipei series. Uh, the fourth book came out about a year ago. Uh, the paperback of it, the paperback edition is coming out in uh, mid-June or so. Um, uh, let's see, what else? You know, my, my writing process is that I always write two books at the same time. That way, you know, I can't get, you know, writer's block because okay. I just moved to the other one. Okay. Um, so I'm also working on this this weird book. <laughs> this weird book that I'm kind of finishing up now. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. like something totally different than yeah, we've like, heard. Yeah, well, not not maybe it, it's like different and the same. You know, okay. uh, I I remember I interviewed uh, Hilly Crystal. He was the guy who founded CBGB's club uh, in Manhattan, and uh, he told me that the secret to to having a, a really great band was learning to say "I love you" again in a really interesting way. Okay. Oh, we're getting some calls from the sidelines here. Yes. <laughs> that was one of our supporters, okay. Professor Lee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Professor. All right. I also like I saw on your Instagram, you said you're going to be on the stage again at the Mayan oh, yeah. Theater. What's that about? <laughs> well, a number of years ago, uh, I, I was in like this sketch group, this Asian-American acting troupe called Peeling the Banana. 
and uh, I since leaving it, I haven't really acted very much at all. So in in one sense, this is like a kind of a return to the stage for me. But it's it's for a good cause. It's for uh, an organization that provides meals to Asian elders. Uh, that's the only way I can rationalize it. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be like an ego tripping kind of thing. But if it's like for some good, then yeah, I can do that. Excellent. And when is that? Uh, it's it's mid June. It's a couple okay. of days. Right. You know? Yeah. And you're also gonna. I also saw that you're gonna be at uh, Tang, the Japanese American Next Generation. Yes, first time for me. Speaker, first time for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yes. Never yeah. been there before. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll be, I'll be there attending, and okay. um, we're gonna be having someone from uh, Tang also stop uh-huh. by the booth and talk about that. Wow, can you give me some tips on how to have like the best Tang conference ever? I don't know, because I've never spoken there. <laughs> but I'm sure just, you know, inspire the young generation. Yes, no, all, I'm all about inspiring the young people yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, come on, you're a Hawaii novelist, you should have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know what to say, you know. Yeah, young people always find their own way. You know, yeah. if, if anyone tries to help them, they're like, ah, forget you. Yeah, you yeah. don't know what it's like being yeah, young. Yeah. Pops. <laughs> okay, so then just entertain them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. It, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about is that um, I, I feel like there has to be more use of like Taiwanese and Taiwanese American soft power. And, and what I mean by soft powers is is making it a, a kind of a cultural kind of expression. Um, you know, when you look at other island nations like uh, Ireland or Jamaica, these places have like smaller populations than Taiwan. Yes. But everybody knows like a little bit of something about it. Like Ireland, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you probably know Dairy Girls by now. Uh, Jamaica, you know, uh, Jamaican beef patties, reggae, Bob Marley, everything. And like, but Taiwan has to has to assert its own identity in that sense. Um, I mean, like financially and technologically. You know, Taiwan's merits are undisputed, uh, but I feel like we need to have more of a face on it. And, and we also can't get pulled into this crazy thing, you know, is Taiwan a part of China? Is China going to have Taiwan? We, we have to change the whole dialogue around that because, you know, a, a nation doesn't define itself based on antagonism. It's like there's so many things to talk about. Taiwan's long history. Taiwan's long, long history. Uh, long, long recorded history, actually. Um, and uh, and how it's never really yet to set foot on the global stage. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's a challenge. Um, a lot of people in the community talk about, like, uh, how do you brand Taiwan? Mm-hmm. Maybe we have brand issue. <laughs> brand issue. <laughs> so maybe you're thinking about Taiwan as a brand. How do we want to Well, I got an, I have a new model. Taiwan number one. There. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey. Simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, also you hear the whole thing about um, Taiwan, uh, Taiwan can help, that whole campaign. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Taiwan's a force for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think Taiwan number one is catching yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. <laughs> I think that's taken by the bubble tea shop. You know the bubble tea shop Shinto Town? They call themselves Taiwan number one? No, they have Taiwan number one in their shop. 
from all over the place, yeah. Huh. Have you ever huh. gone to that bubble tea shop? I have not. Yeah. No, where is uh, it? Their newest one is in Hudson Yards, and they also have one by St. Mark's. Yeah. Wow, you know, uh, I, I really like that restaurant on St. Mark's, 688. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great place. I mean, uh, my wife and I were recently sitting outside at a table, and it was like great, a rainy night. And I was like, man, this is like just just like eating in Taipei, you know, just on the sidewalk and it's raining and everything. Right, right. And like the food was like great. You know. Yeah. So just making a small pitch for the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this, it, I don't even know who, who the, the people who run it or anything, but it's great. I it's actually great. tried to go there one time, but I wasn't able to get in. Yeah, it's so, very yeah. crowded. Very crowded. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad to, to see that because that's a part of like Taiwanese and Taiwanese diasporic soft power. Yes. I mean, food is an easy sell, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the lines here. This is crazy. Yes, for sure. Like I'm not even willing to wait in <laughs> line for for uh, some of the stuff yeah, here, yeah. you know. Uh, and I love it, but I'm not, I'm not gonna wait in the hot sun. That's yeah. good thing about you, events in Union Square. There's no like shade or cover. Yeah. Just kind of bacon here, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, except for in your awesome pen. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I know. All we do is just like for fans or something, right? <laughs> uh, so, who, who, what interesting guests uh, are going to drop by? Um, we're actually also going to have uh, author Christina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she Christina. Yeah, and yeah, I booked yeah. it to her at a piece of it for Paul Gilly at the International. Um, Center of Photography. Oh, okay. And uh, that's how I met Wait, her. Wait, for Curtis Chen's yeah, film? Exactly, yeah. And then I heard that I missed you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was sitting up in the front. Right, right. <laughs> and um, we're going to be having um, someone from the Chinese American Next Generation. Mm. And I think that's it. And then people can walk in and mm, get mm. the hot seat. Christina is one of the founders of the Asian American Writers Workshop, which I yeah, uh, recently celebrated its uh, 25th anniversary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a foundational kind of organization, yes. you know. Yes. Yeah. I volunteered for them in the past. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I don't have an MFA, uh, and I consider the Asian American Writers Workshop my MFA program, yeah. where I did at least workshops and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Note to our listeners. As it turns out, Christina Chu wasn't able to make it to Passport to Taiwan for a live interview. So we'll be having her on the podcast as a guest at a later date. Oh, we have Jillie. Jillie, um, she is a singer and she was actually, if people like follow Taiwan, there was the Grammy Awards last year. There was a group that went for cover design. And she accepted the work, and she spoke in English from the Grammys. And she said, we're from Taiwan. Taiwan is a peace-loving nation. And, you know, we hope that one day you can visit Taiwan. You're super welcome to visit. And it was kind of like this really big thing in the Taiwanese community because people like were so, you know, touched by her speech. Yeah. And now she's moved to New York, and she's uh, actually going to be performing. She actually may have performed already. Uh oh. Yes, she was at 1.30 and she's going to stop by the booth. Okay, also, cool. So cool. we're going to be meeting her Wow, so that, that yeah. went out live on the Grammy broadcast? Yeah, she accepted She accepted the award for them mm-hmm. in English because mm-hmm. the designers didn't speak English, so mm-hmm. she was their spokesperson. 
Wow. Uh, wow. And now she's here trying to make it as a musician. <laughs> Another breakthrough media moment for yeah. Taiwan. Yeah. Just like how when uh, Jeremy Lin and Lin Sandin was going crazy. Yeah, like, now he's in Taiwan. Right? Yeah, like Taiwanese identity was like front page tabloid news, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't retire. Yeah, I know, um, right? Yeah. He's not sure. He's left there's a there. Well, I'll tell you, you know, since he thinks his best years, since he thinks he may have peaked already, then that's perfect timing for the Knicks to bring him back. Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, being off your peak, you know, that's the requirement for, for being signed to the Knicks. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> so from, you, from your mouth to their ears. <laughs> Christina Wall here too. Christina, Christina she, Wall? she's like walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I didn't yeah. know she, she's not these. No, she's not. But she's been on our podcast for the Anti Sewing Squad. Okay. She would have loved though. So I guess she's honorary Germany. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, actually, you know, back in the day, the love boat was for you know free China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, but you got a huge dose of Taiwan for yeah, that, so yeah, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, you know, there's been that documentary on uh, the Love Boat, Taiwan Love Boat, um, and there is the uh, film adaptation of uh, Abigail Hayden Leonard's. Yes. Uh, which my wife happens to have a uh, starring role with. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that. she plays one of the crazy ants. Oh, okay. The crazy artist ants. Oh, you know? wonderful. Yeah. Maybe we should have your wife on that. <laughs> sure, yeah, once, once it's together, uh, I'm sure they can hook you up with a screening or something. Yeah, actually, yeah. that would be a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, ideas happen live on Talking Taiwan. <laughs> there you go. Any idea when they're going to I really don't know. Uh, you know, they filmed it during the pandemic yeah. in, in, in Taipei. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was under, it's like super strict and everything. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that because we have had Abigail on when she wrote the first, the first in the series of the Love of Taipei. Yeah, and the d- director's no slouch either. You yeah. know, uh, he did, uh, uh, wait, what do I see you again? It's, um, but his first film was Taipei Oruvar. Do you know this director? No. His name escapes me right now. Oh, okay. It's not such a shame. But he, uh, he, like, was an assistant to Edward Yang, oh, who is, like, one of yeah. Taiwan's greatest filmmakers, yeah. you know. Uh, and uh, he's got a little bit of that DNA. Yeah. His, his films are great. And now it's time for a short break. Talking Taiwan is a listener-supported podcast, and we're so happy to share the news that we've reached our goal to raise $5,000 for our matching donation campaign. Now it will be doubled to $10,000 by Patrick Wong, who so generously initiated this matching donor campaign. I'd like to take a moment to thank this latest round of donors who helped us to finally reach our goal. Thank you, Susan Chang. Taiwan Union Christian Church in New York, and Ching Lee and Emily Lin. We'll be having another matching donation campaign offered by Ming Chang. So any donations that you make right now will continue to be doubled. You can make a donation at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. 
If you'd like to help us raise funds by being a matching donor, just email us at TalkingTaiwanPodcast at gmail.com or support us directly at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. Right now, your donation will be doubled during this $2,000 matching campaign. Hey, is that video or still shots? I don't know. I have no idea. Know. <laughs> Just don't want to look bad, you know? It's all good. It's all good. We have a piece of larceny. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't, you didn't like break the blue lines? Well, you know, uh, I mean, if, if I were waiting for me, that'd be one thing. But, like, you know, I, I got a kid. I got yeah. a 10-year-old kid who, you know, any second he would rather be pay, playing, like, Galaga Wars on the iPhone. I think he is right now. He probably is right now, right this second. Yeah. Um, and so he, he may or may not appreciate the food. Um, you know, it's uh, a challenge making meals for him at home. But to be out for it and then like waiting and then like yeah. to finally get it and if he says like I don't like it, it's oh, like oh, yeah. oh man, you're killing me. Yeah, yeah. See, if when we bring him to Taipei, then we'll have no choice. <laughs> He'll have no choice. Yeah, it's a good thing he can't hear me right now. No, he can totally hear me. The speakers are right there. Any plans to win your next trip to the beach? You know, I haven't been since the pandemic. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, soon. Yeah. I probably go soon. Either later this year or early next year. Yeah. yeah. Got to get back, see what's going on. Yeah. You know, help bring some tourism dollars in. <laughs> yeah, I think, we're, I think I've been trying to head back there either end of this year or early next year. Yeah. And uh, Castle Well, when you go to Taiwan, is Taipei, do you land in Taipei? Yeah, it depends. I'm not sure yet because I was living in Gaoshan when I was based there, so I might end up going to Gaoshan first. Like, when you go to Taiwan, what's like the, what are the things you do like the first five hours you're there? Oh my god, the first five hours? Yeah, yeah. What's like such a priority you got to do right away? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, probably go to the 7-Eleven. The 7-Eleven's always open. 7-Eleven's okay? dope. And uh, get a SIM card for your car, for your phone if you already have one. Uh, go to the night market. Yeah, yeah. Nearest night market. Yeah. Eats. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are the things that you do? Um, you know, I think one of the first things I have to do, you know, like you, I, I hit like 7-Eleven or Family Mart, and I, I just... I don't know, some instinct in me. I want to stock up on all those different soy milks, you know? There's like there's like a high fiber soy milk that is oh, awesome. Really? Yeah, and, and there's all these different flavors and stuff and like that's that's the first thing I have to have. I, I need to get that and stick it in my hotel fridge. I need to have that. <laughs> and uh and depending on the time of day, you know, maybe one of the uh the ready made meals, you know, just to yeah. just to yeah. just yeah. The, the meal you have to eat before you hit the night market. That's you know, right. you just need to get yes. to, to bring it to a certain level. Yes, yeah, the like, energy. Yeah. 
then you give the energy for eating more before the real eating starts. Like the preliminary stomach. You know, cows have like four stomachs. When you're in Taiwan, you also have like four stomachs. You, you have to get like the, you have to it's like start putting gas in, in the in, in the motor to to do the real digesting. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably get a bubble um, and I, I love to check in to see what's, you know, the latest stuff happening with uh, Aboriginal kind of things, you know. Uh, there is that Aboriginal, like, place of business that uh, Taipei's government had set up um, in uh, in Wanhua, actually. It's kind of a rundown kind of place, but I, I, I got to go there to support everything, you know. Uh, just whatever's going on in there. Um I love to, to you know check out what uh, is happening in Shiman uh, Big, like around uh, around the Red House, yeah. you know, one of the biggest LGBTQ neighborhoods right. in Asia, right. you know, certainly the most thriving one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always a thing to do there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I want to go to Kaohsiung because there's a lot of public art in Kaohsiung. Yeah. And then the harbor, because they have a new harbor terminal there. Yeah. They have they call it the bells of the harbor, like there's a permanent open installation. Uh-huh. The bells ring and they can play out their tunes. Wow. And so it was an art, permanent art installation there as well. Yeah. Inspired by the import expo. Wow. Wow. There's a lot of like uh, things that uh, Do you remember that um, that exhibit on? Um, on like a demons in hell or something like that it was like i can't remember what museum it was at it, it wasn't in taipei uh, maybe it was uh taichung but it was where it was it was huge like they had to extend it and everything it was like uh you know <laughs> but this is what hell is like and like all, all these different like but not not as a warning thing it was like a cultural kind of yeah, thing yeah, like yeah. artwork and stuff like it, it's just been over huge so i wonder if that was tell us or not i don't know maybe not okay and then there's like the taipei uh, music center where you have to be the architects for that oh You know, someday I I need to I need to time my visits with like when Chabonic is playing because oh, yeah. I've never seen them. They right. and they, they played. I think they played New York when I was in Taiwan. Oh, no. and I'm like, what? You gotta be kidding me! Yeah, that. terrible timing. Well, they, you know, they didn't check in with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, and it's probably like um, harder to see them because uh, Freddie's so busy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a legit oh, business dude. I think dude. that Freddie is supposed to be at the Taiwanese American Conference. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll be here. Okay. I thought I saw him on the list. Well, Check be, out the schedule. That'll be wild. That'll be wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was awesome how in their song, Pain to the Tyrant, how they, they fit in the uh, the World Formosan Association guy, uh, the would-be assassin, Zhang Jingpo, saying, let me stand up like the Taiwanese. Because he's being forced to the ground by the police. Right. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Much deeper than you think. So we're yeah. not that yelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got Pat, Penny oh. here. Hello, yeah. Penny. Wait, how do you know Penny? What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is wow. This is wild. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm not good. I'm, I'm talking live. Hey, I went yeah. to college with Penny. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went to college with Penny. That's always it. Doing the whole Japanese American community thing. Who knows? This is so funny. Yeah. Hey. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yuri, Yuri. Um, Penny and I were part of a student group that was bringing Asian American studies to campus, and Yuri Kojiyama would meet with us every week and sometimes she would bring her friends who are like writers and other activists and like lawyers and like she totally hung out with us she totally like gave us hope it totally like gave us faith and like i will never forget that we you know we were nobody we were like yo yo college students and i, I will never forget that you know it's like thanks yeah oh hey guys hey guys oh I'll be at the, we're on Facebook, you know. Um, we'll be at the, we're going to You're too, too net? We're going to get Oh, you're going to tag, yeah. That's going to be, that's, that's actually a speaking I'm tag. going to tag, yeah. yeah. I'm speaking yeah. to tag. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll reconnect at some point. Yes. Okay, awesome. Okay, I'll see you, Penny. Okay, yeah. see ya. Thank you for coming by. <laughs> you guys rule. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, okay. I'm deep. Yeah. No, I'm not that deep. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I went to college at Columbia, so okay. naturally, a lot of the alumni are still yeah. prowling the city. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's so funny. I mean, I guess it's like two degrees of separation when it comes to Japanese Asian It's pretty close, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a lot of. Uh, Asian American organizations where, uh, you know, Taiwanese, I feel like are, are at, at the heart of it, Taiwanese people are like, you know, kind of folksy, kind of low-key. It's it's not in our nature to like, you know, raise your fist or raise your flag or like, you know, start yelling or call attention to yourself, you know. Uh, I feel like that's part of like island culture. You, you don't really do that, you know. Um, but... Um, that is part of American culture. <laughs> so, like, as as you know, there are more generations of people in touch with their Taiwanese identity. I, I feel like it's just something that's going to change. Like, uh, yeah. Already oh yeah, it's definitely awesome, changing right? even more. Remember, you know, that's um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Uh, the director and producers, like. Yeah. They put it out there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, just on a personal level, yeah. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> wait, uh, famous, famous pork chop. Uh, another Lynn, Peter Lynn. Okay, cool. Hey, yeah. Yes, Lynn's are powerful. Yeah, they're good. Sorry, no. Uh, the famous pork chop became Taiwan Pork Chop House uh, oh. in Doyer Street. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, so they renamed it. It used to be yeah, like uh, 10 or 12 years ago. I mean, before it was like super trendy. Because it was always Taiwanese food. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we go. 
Yeah, totally. Get your pork. <laughs> um, and, and now there's Taiwan Bearhouse, which is really good. Yeah. He and Yan, you know. Are there Taiwanese and Taiwanese American pioneers in the cannabis industry? Oh, I don't know. I just well, that's interesting because um, it's uh, uh, cannabis is actually illegal in Taiwan, and they're trying to change that. Oh, it's actually in like um, I think you can get arrested. You can get jail time. Yeah, yeah, they were they're always trying to change that. Always very serious about drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the very first time I visited Taiwan in the in the eighties. Must have been like eighty four. Yes. Yeah. As the plane was landing, the you know the captain comes on to make an announcement. He's like, uh, "Possession of drugs is punishable by death." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I, I get it. That's that's a notice to people to go to the bathroom and flush your drugs right now <laughs> before you land." Yes, read between the lines. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, uh, that with, that comes with some finality. So maybe on that note, uh, I will relinquish my chair for the next awesome guest. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. It's always oh. a pleasure having you on. Oh, thank you so much. All thank right. you, Felicia. Yes, enjoy the rest of the day. <laughs> thank you. You too. That was me in live conversation with author Ed Lin at the Talking Taiwan podcasting booth at Passport to Taiwan. We'll be sharing other interviews that we did that day with Christine Su of Tang, the Taiwanese-American Next Generation, singer and musician Jillie, Tom Fifield of the Taiwan Employment Gold Card Office, multidisciplinary artist Chin Chi Yang, and others who stopped by that day. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988. To learn more about NATWA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.